20 years or so ago, I stepped into the church, a church service at a place called the Lutz Cinema, where the church met at that time. But if I was to back it up a little bit, two years prior to that, it was a period of my life that scares me the most whenever I think back about it. I had grown up in the projects as it's known here in America. And life for me was already maxed out, and the road was not a pretty one. At age 13, my dad left home, with my mom having to take care of five of us. So life obviously was going out of roses. So we left school, my brother and I decided to go attend the age. And I was plunged into becoming a young man very early in my life. And I started to work to take care of my family and to help my mom. So while life is unfolding before me, the world starts to turn up. Parties, alcohol, marijuana, sex, stealing, you name it. Then one day, I met this girl. It's always a girl, right, brothers? <laughs> Get out a party, at a fence, grabbing the hand, get something and wave, boy. Before you know it, we were living together. I'm 16 years old. Said, you ain't gonna make it work. 
And they thought that to be a miracle in their hearts. Praise God, I'm still here. The truth is that that day nothing else mattered in the world, honestly. The things that had gone out suddenly meant nothing in comparison to what I was receiving. Dreams of maybe one day coming out of poverty, pursuit of relationship and companionship, suddenly diminished before my eyes. These things had no substance anymore, and all that made sense was that I needed to be right. I wanted to understand more about this Jesus who died for me. So whatever I considered then to be a gift for me, I considered it was to receive You know, my story may not be the most inspiring of stories. I didn't grow up in the Congo, somewhere in some place, in great poverty, and without two hands and two foot. I mean, there are many amazing stories that I told today. But the reality is, there are 252 more stories to be told in the island of Trinidad to me right now. This is the power of the gospel. The power to change the course of one's eternity, of one's entire life. You know, Paul said in Colossians 1 verse 6, he says, In the same way the gospel message is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you lived and truly understood God's grace. Now, this can easily be said about the character. You know, we have 15 nations, 37 churches, and over 3,200 disciples in the continent. But there's still work to be done.
The one seed can produce many seeds. But only if that seed dies. You know, when disciples decide to die to themselves, amazing things happen. As you just heard. And I'm sure there are amazing stories as you can tell in your family groups, in your Bible talks, in your regions. A few stories from Trinidad. It's our team ministry. You know, our team ministry increased in an amazing way over the years. And we saw 45 of our teams baptized into Christ over the last six years or so. Praise me to God because we've had an 80% conversion of our teenagers who grew up in our church. All because people decided to die and give their time, energies, and efforts to help our teenagers. You know, we, for the last three years, we went through some hardships in our church, financial lives. We had rented a facility for maybe 12 or so years, and there came a time when we just couldn't afford to leave that space anymore. So we decided, you know, we're going to move out of that building to ensure that we have full-time leadership, but also to be able to help take care of the day-to-day running of the church. And by that, we had to make some decisions. And what we did was we entered into a house church setup where we had nine house churches that met in the north region, which is the larger portion of our church. Twice per month. So you had twice per month we rented a facility and then the other two Sundays we went to meet in house churches. And the amazing thing that happened was it called for a lot more sacrifice. We had nine homes, brothers and sisters, opening up their doors to allow people to come in. You know how that is, right? Maybe you count how much people have come to our line, right? And you're like, no, 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 that's it, that's enough. And that's too much we have tear. But you don't control how much people come to church, right? Especially if we evangelize the house that we pack out. More and more people. And that's what happened in the last three years. One sister in particular actually built a separate structure all in our room to facilitate the church on Sunday morning. Talk about dying and giving up. You know, we have our sisters, this is our Tobago region. And we, my wife and I had a special opportunity to go and serve the church there a few weeks ago. What was amazing is that no one who leaves the church, this is him in the back here in the glasses, him and his wife, no one has been talking to me for a very long time now about this idea of creating something called a gentleman's conversation. And pretty much this dream was. As much as the sisters hang out and talk and they lie, you all know what about the Starbucks and rituals, which was the place of Trinidad. But, um, where else is there? 
And they are bad at English? Yeah, they are wrong. Then, will we choose this idea? Yeah. Duncan, we could go on and on and on, right? But brothers, we don't necessarily like to cancel on our team. So what Norman said, you know what, now we need to create a forum for these men to come and talk. Because we do believe that men want to talk to them. So the interesting thing is that I get to Tobago Friday evening, and I sit down in a small 20 by 10 room where they meet the church. And there's seven of these brothers. And they're all there, and they've got you four or five friends so far. But every two minutes, the door opens and somebody else comes inside. One by one, I'm like, where are these guys coming from? You have somebody put them on the street from their life. Before you knew it, there were 14 or 15 of them there. And these guys were engaging in conversation about spiritual things. It's not amazing to get men to talk. That's a miracle. It's like sitting at the feet of Jesus. That's what I saw that evening. So we're going to take that concept back to Trinidad and hopefully we're going to see the same results. But it took no one dying to himself because it takes time, energy, efforts, rearranging your schedule, you know what I'm talking about. Last day on the ship of conference ministry. Now, we've been making great efforts. My wife and I actually are on the campus right now. Because we believe that the campus ministry is engaged with the current moment. And you may ask yourself, well, why do we have that? Well, we are good. And the picture on the screen is a sister, Aikisha. She's married now. But she studied on the campus in UE in Trinidad and became a Christian. Now she is one of the leaders in the Church of St. Kitts. There you have Roger and his wife, Margaret Blanche. Roger was a campus student on UE as well in Trinidad. He led the planting to the church in St. Vincent. And this leads to Orlando and Jimmy Wong. They now lead the church in St. Vincent. But both of them were converted in Trinidad on the campus of the University of Western Mass. This picture is Courtney Bailey, on your right. He's a Jamaican brother. And Tyrone is Trinidadian. One guy in East, but he grew up in Trinidad all through his life. These brothers were both converted in the Bridgetown Church on their campus. And they now serve both Courtney and um, Tyrone as the pioneers for Damian Jalatis Caribbean School of Ministry. And Courtney is the first teacher in the Caribbean. Now, these are stories of men who came from the campus ministry and are doing amazing things for God. But the funny thing is that, you know, as we spend time on the campus and we share our faith, we see it. There are so many 
men and women who need to hear this gospel message and go back to their islands so we can see all those islands evangelized in Christ. And the amazing thing is, there will be no story told today with not for sacrifice in the New York City Church. And you need to not clap, because I'm going to clap you. Responsibility rests on all our shoulders as we are called to be to the commission. Matthew 28, verse 20 says, Therefore, go be disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And we know the rest. Now we are charged with spreading this gospel message to all nations on earth.
But I was still sinning. Praise God. I got to hear this message in Jesus' name. But Paul continues. We have to part of this meeting chapter. It says, I consider them garbage that I need in Christ. And be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God and the basis of faith. And the truth is, when we give our time, our energies, our efforts, our money, we're expressing our faith in God as He uses our sacrifice to save many souls. Now you may never see the faces and know the stories of the men and women that are being impacted in Africa or in the Caribbean. The families that are being restored are the cause of people's lives that changed for eternity. But isn't this what we sign up for? What's your story? Were you snatched from the fire? If that's the case, then we need to snatch more people. You know, I've never I've known this gospel message with one of the church plans in 29 years of the church. I just remember how the Bible just in my mind was first. I believe Paul got it. He was only in verse 10. I want to know Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. Becoming like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. We too are called sacrifice. In Trinidad, we are still dreaming about advancing the gospel on our own island, Trinidad, As you can see, this is where our church is set up. This is the San Fernando region of down south. We have 23 disciples, 29 in the central region, and 183, which is where the church started up north, for the Swedish side. And then we have 17 disciples in the island of Praise be to God. What? Where's he? We want to go to point 40, deeper south. We want to go up in the east to the river. But we also want to see Roxboro. Granted, this is another part of the island to be as well. This is our vision. It's going to take us dying. It's going to take us dreaming again. I know that you guys have goals, you guys have dreams, and as we both 
dreaming for Jesus, as we dream for God. I'm going to get really sad again this morning. Consider what is it going to mean for me to die? So I can become more serious. But we are very grateful for your continued sacrifice and your love for God's people. Pray that you continue to be praying for us as we plant seeds, water them, and wait for our Lord Jesus to be And likewise, we will be off. We will be praying for you guys as you continue to be praying and inspire us as well. And we look forward to working together on this house. To God's work. Amen.